Hey, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast Show with me, PJ. Me, Ron. And me, Scott. Cue the theme tune. <laughs> There's a dark and a troubled satellite. There's a bright and a sunny side too. And though we meet with the darkness in stride, the sunny side we also with you. Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side alive. It will help us every day, it'll guide us on the way. If we keep on the sunny side alive, if we keep on the sunny side alive, if we keep on the sunny side alive. So, what a week! What do so what, what context is this? Is this an Apple thing? Is this a world events thing? Is it's this a world events thing? Oh, you mean that there was a link of insurrection in America? Is yeah, what you're talking about an armed insurrection. Thing to me. Uh, it it is to be fair, it is a bit bonkers, isn't it? Uh, did you see? Right, what I thought was interesting was um, there's some Irish reporter is has become sort of overnight famous from reporting in the middle of it. Did you see that? Yeah, I caught a so, bit of that. Yeah, his family were very yeah, proud. Apparently, yeah, the very, that he came from. Yeah, and I, I was going to, I was going to reply to him and say it's funny because in the old days, Americans used to send the people over to Ireland to get to, to get a good shot of some reporting of a of an uprising, but now it's now it's all flipped on its head. It's crazy. Or it's gone so, mad. So were you watching it live the other night? Yes, I was glued to it. I was watching yeah. the entire thing. I knew it was. I mean, you could tell it was coming. Though you could tell something was going to happen. I don't I think of, I've uh, been as as absorbed by a televisual event since nine eleven. Hmm. That, where you that, weren't yeah, really that, sure what was going to happen next. Well, nine eleven had more of a nine eleven absolutely came out of the blue. I mean, obviously, and and but not only did it come out of the blue, every subsequent thing that happened from it came it appeared from nowhere. Like I remember saying that. The, I think I turned on the TV. I was on the phone to um, an editor of of um, what was it? It was it was one of the uh, editor uh, Christian Dunn, who was an editor of Warhammer, and we were chatting about something or other. And he said, "Oh, have you seen the news?" And I went, "What?" And I turned on the TV, and the, the first plane had already gone into the tower. I was like, "What? What's this? This is ridiculous. What is this? Is this like?" Well, yeah, you were going to turn on the news it's before like... the first plane had gone into the tower. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, you might have been watching it. I mean, twenty-four hour news was still a thing then, wasn't it? it was twenty yeah, years but they ago, didn't but point cameras news... constantly at the World Trade Center. No, no, that's true. That's true. Just in but, case. Uh, no, um, but and then this, and then the second plane sort of. I mean, uh, the second yeah, plane, the second plane sort of went through, and that was like, "What? Yeah. What is that? What is happening here? What is this? Is insane." But the the thing that happened in the capital felt like it was on the cards from the from before even the the June sixth thing. You know, it felt like it was it was all preordained. There was nothing about that that was a surprise to me. I don't think, apart from maybe how maybe the 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 you know when you know something's going to happen, but you kind of don't believe it's going to happen. Well, yeah, there, there definitely seemed to be a you know an air of. Uh inevitability about it all but i think it was more what i was curious to see was how it was going to be dealt with and what was going to happen next and i was rather curious to see that you know the uh the course of action that the, the cops decided to do was well let's just let them in <laughs> yeah, let's, let's bring them on in there lads. Let, come let's on in there, lads. what happens next so yeah yeah what about you scott did you did you watch any of it down in your bunker your controlled bunker i yeah i mean there, 
Uh, by the time I kind of switched it on, it was just the same like five clips over and over again. I didn't no, really you only see got anything. The yeah, I didn't really <laughs> catch anything live. There is some talk that um, a lot was... of the video, video footage that we, we saw early on was not not necessarily choreographed in the sense that it was what was happening wasn't real, but choreographed in the sense that you didn't see the worst stuff. You, nobody saw the really bad stuff that was going on, like the the, no. the cop who was crushed to death. You didn't see that video for a couple of days, I don't think. Um, and some of the other, I mean, it all looked jo- jolly hockey sticks. And this is a this is a jape and a half, isn't it? And it's only afterwards you kind of see the full stuff of what well, was happening. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the the worst footage came out from phones that were up close. You yeah. Know, the the TV news cameras they were they were shooting from a distance. They weren't getting hmm. close at all. You know, whereas the the more raw footage came from inside the building, you know, that, that I'm shared on social media bizarrely, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know these people like, think they are, that they, they're going to commit crimes and then, and then, you know, add a record of them to the, to, to everyone's daily feed for yeah. them to identify them. It's bizarre. Hey, it's me, Dave, and I'm broadcasting live from the capital, which I've just broken into. Ha <laughs> the coppers will never find me. That's Dave at yahoo.com. See you later. <laughs> I just found oh the whole God. thing very lackluster. Very lackluster? Yeah. You think, as insurrections go, it was a, a, a myth from you? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's <laughs> three, out of, three out of five stars, Ron, Scott gives it. That's wouldn't, wouldn't visit again. I mean, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even go as far as high as three. Like, <laughs> misdirection. It, <laughs> That's a great title. <laughs> It just, I don't know, maybe it's because it's the capital and they don't have the same open carry laws as, I don't as want some of the rest in of the any way to cast aspirations on you, but I feel like right now it would take like a literal alien landing in your living room for you to go, oh, that was strange. Look, Scott is exhibiting exactly the same things that my rabbit did whenever he was neutered. <laughs> <laughs> just became really lazy and. Nothing really excited him anymore. It was like, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. My ball's still sore. Is, is, it, is, it, still, is it still pee in there? Are you still kind of? Yeah, still a... it's it's not it's not sore all the time. It's just like if you if, 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 if it gets a little nudge, it's a, a much much sore oh, no. nudge than normal. What about when um, you laugh? Uh, what? No laughing is fine. There's no like kind of. It's literally we'll never only, know. Like we'll never know because uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's literally oh. only when it gets when it gets uh, hit by a child or or grazed or something like that. That's and I've ripped the, I've ripped the scab off twice, which was which was oh. very very fun. Oh, was that um, just sort of during a a routine scratching exercise and during no during scratch and during, sniff. Both times were a um, a pre bedtime pee, and just just didn't. I mean, I didn't think that it it was like that far past the um, the surgery date stuff. I just didn't think, oh, that's something I need to worry about, and just pulled the boxers down as normal, and scab came with it. You don't need it. Stuck to your fabric of your boxers. Can can, can we go over a couple of things here? First of all. Pull the boxers down, right? So do do you reveal all? I mean, what, what do you, I kind of go over the lip of the of the of the pants? PJ, you know? I think like everyone, we all imagine that you just stand there with your bags around your ankles, peeing. Yeah, 
<laughs> well, you're all wrong. I do the very with minimal with amount of effort. I, I, mean, I just no, imagine I, PJ in the public in the public bathroom in a restaurant, just standing with round his ankles and just peeing into the I'm urinal. More, I'm more like I'm more like you know when when you see someone who goes to the swimming pool and doesn't want to go in all the way, so it just sort of dips their feet into the water and doesn't. But sits oh, on I the, learned the most awful the thing this week. Oh, I learned an awful, an awful thing. I was watching a YouTube video by uh, Mark Ruber, who's a creator I, I really enjoy. He does He's the guy who does those um, YouTube videos where the um, he, he makes a device that uh, porch pirates steal. And then they oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did a video about, um, about swimming pools and how you detect how much pee there is in the swimming pool. <laughs> and he was talking to a scientist about it, and she said that uh, the smell of swimming pools... The, sm- mm-hmm. the, the characteristic smell of swimming pools that smell only exists because chlorine is breaking down pee mm-hmm. and he didn't yeah. believe her so he got a he got a vat of chlorine chlorinated water and a vat of chlorine with some pee in it and the only uh-huh. one that smelled was the one that had some pee in it so the so the smell of swimming pools the nostalgic smell of your youth that's just piss, that's just piss. <laughs> I mean, that's not awful, is it? That's not an it's awful kind, piece I mean, of information. I mean, it, it shows that things are working. It shows that the system's yeah. working. But it, he said, that it turns out that it's also, that's the stuff that makes your eyes red. It's not chlorine that makes your eyes red. It's the chlorine it's the, mixed with the water mixed with the piss that makes your eyes red. I mean, if anybody ever thought that they were swimming in anything other than a 50-50 split, then they're, they're, <laughs> they were just lying to themselves. Well, yeah, I mean, he did kind of work out the rough averages and it was gallons and gallons of piss per swimming yeah. pool. Because like if you look at the little uh like the the filter things that they have, they you know, they're about this big and there's maybe you know like maybe again podcast. six inches in di- six inches in diameter and there's maybe two of them and they just sit there and kind of bob up and down and chug the water. Like how long do you think it takes for it to cycle the entire swimming pool? W- whatever the answer is, it's too long. I mean, it's sterile. If you pee in a pool, is there any is there any harm in it? If you're swimming in it, there was there was an outbreak. Whenever we were in the states one year, there was a big thing in the news in Florida that there was an outbreak of E. coli from a water park, and they couldn't figure out um, how it happened. And they think that it was somebody peeing in the pool had. Um, was infected with E. coli and they peed it into oh. the rest of the pool and then everybody else got it. That was what they thought. Mm-hmm. I didn't pay enough attention to figure out if that was actually what happened. Yeah, it's not really the pee you've got to worry about. It's anything, you know, anything going along for the adventure. So anything you're carrying, they're carrying with them and also coming with them when they pee, that's not... Yeah, it's not going to stop me going. I mean, I, I haven't been swimming in a long time, but if somebody offered me to go swimming, I'd go swimming. I did a bit of a, a a mildly deep dive into the the Twilight Zone accident of early eighties. Oh yeah. Oh, I just want to say why we're on the Twilight Zone. Is the first series still on for four ninety nine on iTunes? Uh, it was at one point, but the first series was on for four ninety nine. Can see, yeah, thirty six episodes for four ninety nine is uh, a pretty pretty good deal. So yeah, I don't know if you've ever um, looked up about that accident. It's horrible, horrible, horrible stuff. So what was it? This is in the color episodes, of the eighties ones, nineties. No, it was a movie, and it was a it was an anthology <laughs> movie. And John Landis was directing one of the sections of it. Each section oh, was, yes. was a this remake of a, that, yeah, uh, is, of a yeah. of an episode. 
And his mm-hmm. his section had uh, involved a bit more. There's a, a man, the actor Vic Morrow, was running across a, a sort of a low moat from a, a Vietnamese prison camp, and he's got two Vietnamese mm. kids under his arm. He's trying to rescue. Mm. And there's a helicopter flying overhead, and the helicopter basically was flying too low. A mortar hit its tail. It crashed, and it basically crashed on top of the of them, and uh, decapitated oh. two of them and crushed the other. Oh, Jesus! Absolutely horrific. Um. But you can watch the video of it on YouTube. Actually, happen. It's horrible. Oh no! Oh, can you? Don't, don't be doing that. Oh, don't, Jesus yeah. Christ! No, don't you don't see that. you don't see it all gory details. But what you do, what it looks like, you're like, no, okay, that's not fake. That's absolutely horrendous, and just it kind of yeah, scarred me somewhat. I mean, did they use the footage? And- no, they didn't. Um, <laughs> that would have been that would have been a bit. Uh, it's yeah. too much uh, insensitive. Wait, what did they? What did they do? Did they? Did they shell that whole? They changed bit? the did ending they... of that section. I think they still. You know, they they just released a different end. You know, basically, it, it kind of ends abruptly and not really making a lot of sense. Hmm. Uh, s- sadly, the Twilight Zone is back up to twenty five ninety nine. No, no, oh, okay. no, it's not. Really just, no, no, it's um, not. Well, you it's still you know thirty six episodes, half hour episodes. They're they're, they're hitting TV. Miss. You know, you're you gonna no, yeah, get a bad one. The you know, yeah, uh, Max, Max, or uh, John Landis went to jail for that, didn't he? No, he was uh, he was accused, and uh, basically, I think he, I don't know if he actually was ex- got away with manslaughter, but he was fined like you know millions and millions. And did he not? Family, I, are you sure he didn't go to jail? Didn't go to jail. No. Uh, Him and the stunt coordinator and a couple of others were charged, basically, and. Uh, and it was Landis's fault. I mean, you know, there's only really one place to one person to blame. It's it's him. Spielberg was the producer, but he didn't know any of this was going on. Yeah, and you know, he was kind of he basically ended his friendship with John Landis over it because it was, you know, such a dereliction of of the responsibility he had towards those yeah. kids who weren't who weren't meant to be working at night either. He basically, you know, for a forced, bunch of red tape just to get yeah. pressured them to be able to get the kids working, you know, at in, you know, at dark, at dark whenever they weren't were meant to be at home, you know. And hmm. um, yeah, it's a it's a real scandalous sort of. Uh, oh, one of the didn't, harm, few... didn't ultimately harm his career much, and I mean, he went on to direct, you know, like really big films, like you know, like Coming to America and stuff like that afterwards, you know. And it it didn't necessarily impact his career a whole amount. He claims mm. it did, but I think it, the real the real impact of his career was when he started to make bad movies. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's what really um, made the difference to his career. But you know, he claims that you know, he's blacklisted by Hollywood, but he got to make really big movies after that. Yeah, it went, yeah, it went no to trial. It went to a nine-month trial, and they were acquitted of manslaughter. Years later, too, it wasn't like yeah. it, was, it was. It was like four years after it happened. It went to a massive trial. But the uh, it, interestingly, it's one of the um, one of the credits. Hollywood pseudonym Alan Smithy turns up because people asked for their names to be removed. Yeah, I know. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, support us at patreon.com forward slash Sunnyside podcast. So, um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so how's it going to play out? Do you think this, this whole American insurrection? Well, the Democrats have, have introduced articles of impeachment as, as mm. of, to, as of this evening, I believe. So you got to vote. Um, but obviously, you know, the makeup of the, of the Senate has changed. So now they have a majority. No, but the Senate hasn't changed yet. It doesn't change to the 20th, does it? Not the same as the President's. Oh, when are they sworn in? They're not sworn in until the 20th, until the, the same day as the, the President, I believe. Mm. There are Republicans who want to, who, who basically have jumped ship, though. I mean, it's, there it's, are, yeah. The numbers are there to do it. 
but the, I, I don't think no, I don't. I don't think the numbers are there to do. It. You need a two thirds supermajority to actually remove him from office. They can impeach him the same way they did twelve months ago, or however long, however mm-hmm. long this year has lasted ago now. Um, but that's just another. That's just another black mark on his record. It doesn't actually mean uh, it could anything. Happen. I mean, I, there there does seem to be the political will to kind of forget Donald Trump. I mean, I hope it does. I do, but I just don't. Th- I don't think they Pe- have the people numbers. are running from him. I mean, and, and he can't get. He can't. The man can't get a Twitter account right now. He can't get a. You know, he's he's off Facebook. Even I have a Twitter account. You know, even anything that's touched by Donald Trump, like so the the social network Parler, which is which is you know. Basically, a right wing echo echo chamber. Amazon kicked it off, so they no longer have anywhere to host themselves. They're in the process of suing Amazon about it. Good luck for that. There's a Republican. There's a Republican guy called Rick Wilson who is. um, He set up the Lincoln Project, which is sort of a kind of set of Republicans that are constantly trying to agitate and advertise against Trump. Arguably, their methods have done nothing but enrich them and not done anything else. But. Um, one of his early catchphrases was "Everything Trump touches dies," and so you know, every like uh, careers of people that uh, are involved in in Trump's uh, uh, group and are are all kind of trying to jump ship, looking for jobs and stuff. It's Midas of shit. I mean, he just turns everything <laughs> to fucking turds, and you know, and and he's done he's done the same thing to American democracy and 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 the uh, you know the the reputation of America. You know, it's 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 kind of it's kind of insane, really. But but there, but he has his cheerleaders, you know. And then I went to Trump Tower in two thousand and six, I think it was, uh, just to have coffee there, just to say we'd gone to Trump Tower, and it was it was like, uh, do you remember the guy who um, he was the jewelry guy who said we make shit. That's what we do. We Ratner. make shit and sell it. Ratner. It was like a rat. It's like it was like you could feel the place wasn't real. You could feel that everything that would look like wood was probably laminate, and everything that looked like gold was probably fake gold. You know, it just it just felt fake and false and cheap, really, it's, more it's, than it's, anything else. You know, over the over the time, he's kind of borne out that thing that people say about Trump, where he's, he's a poor man's idea of a rich man, and he's a stupid person's idea of an intelligent person. He mm-hmm. is he is artifice and. You know nothing but bluster, but it's uh, yeah. you know he's also got dangerous followers. And oh, I can't, wait, I can't wait till he's gone. It's been a funny couple of days with him not on Twitter because my morning ritual had been to wake up and let's have a look at what Trump has said. Yeah. I, I mean, for a year, for a while, I had him blocked because I knew I was doing that, and it's not healthy. And I and then I would I would look him up and go I I would look up Trump to see what Trump had said, and then just look at his account via the reaction. And then eventually it was like, no, all I'm doing is just avoiding looking at the actual thing he said. So I, I unblocked him and would just every morning just go and check to see what he said. I've done that a couple of mornings. Like, oh, he's not there anymore. This is really weird. And I, it feels peaceful. It feels like there's, there's like some sort of respite between all the many other things that are going on. Should they have done it earlier? Should they have done it years ago? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think so. I think I, the thing is, there is. Um, the Rubicon, as far as I think a lot of those big companies are concerned, has been crossed. Um, yeah. Do you know? Do you know? I mean, you know the phrase "crossing the Rubicon." What it actually means? Yeah. And where it comes from? Yeah. So, um, so which is Caesar crosses the Rubicon with his army, which he wasn't supposed to do to get into Rome. Uh, traditionally, Roman generals, when they came back into Rome, would leave their army outside the Rubicon before they get in. Um, and Caesar crossed the Rubicon with his army, and that then was the, that was the the start of, of no that. Return. 
sorry. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. it. That was it. So, um, Tim, it felt like that was Trump's Rubicon for, I mean, but but the thing is, you the Rubicon you said, I mean, the thing is that Rubicon, that Roman Rubicon had been in, you know, that was the tradition for a long, long time. Trump had been making and, and crossing little tiny Rubicons the entire time. There's been all these There's little moments the where you go, yeah. yeah, yeah, where you go, oh, that, is that too far? That's too far for me. And it's been interesting to watch, like, um, a guy called Chris Christie. Chris Christie was the was he a governor, governor of New Jersey. Governor of New Jersey, New Jersey yeah. yeah. Yeah, a Republican governor of New Jersey who famously, I think, he did something about the bridge crossing. The, he closed, he closed, the, closed and, the bridge. And then he closed the bridge so he could go to the beach. <laughs> See, something crazy. This is crazy. He wasn't well liked by Democrats at all. And then Christie was brought on to Trump's team uh, to coordinate the kind of the the uh, what do you call Co-trust it? Trans- yeah. No, no, no. He was brought on to at, at the very start. He was brought on to see the transition between um, right, okay. um, uh, Obama and Trump. And apparently, he walked in and said, "Here's all my plans for the transition." They went, "Piss off, mate. We don't need you." And that was the end of Chris Christie's run. At, and 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 they became they they were, he was still sort of trying to. I think for a lot of people, a lot of people see Trump as this wheel that they can feed off as it goes past. You know, they they don't care what the wheel's doing. They don't give a fuck. They just want to eat whatever's coming out of the wheel's horse. And and just you know, there's all the nutrients and the stuff that it's 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 spewing out as it goes out its way, crushing into things. And they go, oh well, we can just eat all this stuff. This is great. Just yum 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 yum. Have all this stuff up. But they're still eating wheel shit. That's all. That's all they exist to do. Uh, and at this point now, the, the wheels turned around and gone. I can eat all of you guys now. Um, and yeah. it just I, it, for for Christy, Christie's now gone. Oh yeah. Um, I think he was asked, do you think he should be impeached for this? He says, well, look, if you know, telling people to go up and you know, fomenting kind of uh, an insurrection isn't an impeachable offence, then I don't know what is. And yet there are other people going. No, no, no. He didn't know what that was going to happen. That was unexpected. It's like, nah, this is this is all bullshit. What's interesting has been watching how, and I've noticed this. This happens. I think this happens on every grouping of people. Um, but and and obviously we're all a bit lefty leaning. So there's a tendency, I think, for lefty leaning people to go. But it mostly happens to the other side, not us. We wouldn't do this, but this is what they do. As as where they go. You're attacking us for this now. We're the real victims here. I mean, aren't we the real victims of this? You know, that's the real victim. Now we can't get on Twitter. We're the real victims here. And you know, I go, no, hang on a second. No, like not two seconds ago, you guys were all talking about revolution going up and fight. You know, I, I think, um, what do you call him? The, the, uh, Rudy Giuliani basically stood up on stage and said, you know, we we need to fight to the death and armed gladiatorial combat. That's what we need to do. It's like going, you guys, I mean, you did everything but say get your guns out and go and shoot up the place. I reckon I could take Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> so if he wants to have a fight, I'll fight him. You know, I mean, it... <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's, I, I think you could. I think, I mean, the buckets of black sweat will start appearing on his brow as he comes <laughs> over towards you. And then, you know, it's, it's this little, oh, this little weaselly face and stuff. Um, it's, been kind of, it's been kind of enjoy, enjoyable this evening on Twitter watching the, I don't know if you've seen the hashtag for new, new fly zone. No. Or no, no, or no, or no, no fly list, whatever it is. Yeah, new uh, fly, oh yeah, new fly list, yeah. New fly zone been, appeared been, when I was at Pence's first uh, fly that's right, exhibit yeah. whenever the fly lands are on his head. Uh, but it's, it's videos of like all these uh, people that they basically just picked up, the, you know, they picked them up days after this interaction. They've tracked them down and they've just pulled them off airplanes and pulled them out of airports. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, 
it's not as if we haven't seen the signs that Trump is pure evil. Like, you know, I'm obviously I am an atheist. I don't have any religious beliefs at all. But if I were to be uh, religious, I would say to myself, one of the biggest lessons there in the Bible is not to worship the golden calf. Don't, you know, when Moses heads up to get some tablets, he comes down and finds everyone's around worshiping this golden idol. I mean, if Trump isn't a golden idol, I it's hard not to see. It's hard to sort of ignore that kind of, like, you know, the evangelicals are all sitting there going, oh, Trump, you're amazing. You're, let's get him in here. I know he's he's a bit ropey, but he's our kind of ropey. You know, this is he's going to do great things for us. And you're going, but the symbolism is there. And then Pence, when Pence is doing that that uh, interview, uh, the, the, what do you call it, the, the debate and the fly lands on him, you're going, he's the prince of lies. This is like... <laughs> <laughs> How much symbolism do you want? What, what do you want? You want what? a sign? Like, there are these signs there? There's literally a word for it. The word is demagoguery. And it's it's whenever mm. a politician goes, basically just tells people what they want to hear. Mm. No matter how... You know, that's how, not what we do on this podcast. How much of a base desire that is. And Trump did. That's how Trump got voted for. He basically mm. went around every single group and told them what they wanted to hear with mm. no intention of delivering it. Yeah. I no no apparently when when he said let well I'll march down to the the capital with you and the first thing he did is hopped in his car and went off again pissed off yeah. although there is some talk that that was the security detail going no you can't go down there are you crazy it's like no 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 not well, for yeah, you down no, there that's kind of the thought I had this week is that I just pity the, his security detail <laughs> that I mean just the thought I mean I, I did a, I did a, a bit of a tweet about this yesterday but just the thought that you spend all these years. You know, honing your craft in in the in the military to to someday be picked to be part of the Secret Service, which is a really high honor. It's a really you know top of the tree job. They don't ask just anyone to do that. And then they go, oh yeah, and you've got to defend Donald Trump. You've got to get between him and a bullet. The funny thing is, I think if you were uh, if you were in the Secret Service and you said to someone, yeah, I I took a bullet for the president, they go, which Which president? (laughs) Which one? (laughs) Which which one did you take a bullet for? And you go. Just Trump? Ah, oh, you bastard. <laughs> like, imagine if you're a black man having to defend <laughs> Donald Trump. Well, that, but here's the thing, though. The, the guy, did you see the video, I'm sure you've seen it, of the of the black cop who basically was chased up uh, up the stairwell by a crowd of people? Yeah. And yeah. then as, as, as the videos come out, people are saying, what's happened? Now, I don't know. The guy hasn't spoken as far as I'm aware, but... Um, from the looks of the video and what people are saying is that that guy looked, turned to his left, looked at the door where uh, the senators and, and everyone was, realized there was no one there to guard it, realized that the people coming up here, uh, while they weren't kind of, they weren't brandishing weapons as such, they were definitely a mob. You know, they, they were definitely they, chasing they, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's the thing that the, the, from the, the moment that I saw was where he kind of glances over, looks at the mob, kind of... And the insinuation on people showing this clip, and and it may well be exactly true, is that uh, a calculation runs through his head, which is, I've got to get these people away from here. And so he he kind of grudge, you know, he pushes, shoves the guy, draws his attention and starts pulling him, pulling him towards the other end as if he's defending himself and as if they're kind of chasing him. But it's it's more like he's leading them. And then he kind of leads them up into a room. Yeah, Yeah, he leads them and draws them into another room, which has got a bunch of cops in it. Um, And... From by all accounts, they two minutes later that room was secure, but it took that extra two minutes to secure it, you know, and it wasn't secure before before it. So, I mean, I suspect that when Biden gets in, the first thing he'll do is give that guy a medal, which will be well deserved. But 
Um, the other thing as well is it's like America has a well-defined um, rate, set of succession. So, um, you know, as, as, as we all know from the TV show, uh, what was it called? Uh, well, designated Survivor? Uh, designated Survivor, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's that kind of, uh, it, it's the president, vice president, the head, uh, the what do you call the house, uh, and, and on down. Until, until they, number five, I think. Yeah, but they were, apart from Trump, they were all in that room. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think, I think actually Pence had been chased away somewhere separately, but up until that point, they were all kind of in the same building. Um, and that's a kind of worry as well. I mean, you could, even if like there's there's two ways to take what what happened. One is to be kind of completely full naive and go, okay, well, if you're telling me what happened was you stood up on stage, uh, President Trump, and said this, no intention of it going anywhere, no intention of it meaning anything other than getting the crowd excited so that they would go down and chant a bit. And then they went down and chanted a bit and just so happened there was not enough security there. That's that's fine. That's the kind of that's I genuinely think he didn't think they were gonna try and break in. I think if, yeah. he, if he had thought they were going to do that, I think he would have not shown up because that's I like I like him. the report. I like the report that says that suggested that he watched the, the breaking in of the Capitol and he was excited about it, but then got a bit upset about it because they looked a bit low rent. Well, yeah, it's, it's like Trump. Trump loves the adulation, but hates the hates the people who actually like him. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm just, I'm tired. Like this week, this week, I'm just tired. Like I don't want to talk Monday. about the. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm with, I'm with Scott. It's Monday. Like, I'm, 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 this week can fucking die already. Yeah. I, it's I'm Monday. Get, I'm getting my new house on Friday, and I could not be Ooh. less enthused right now. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no! So I mean, when you get your new house, is it everything's going to go into this new place, and that's it? You're done. You're moved now. Or uh, well, I'm it... probably going to spend two weeks moving, so I'll st- I'm, we're just going to move slowly because I've got a lot of work. I've got videos to produce. I've got stuff that I need to kind of uh, stay on top of, and I'm just going to start moving little bits at a time. Is then... the video business stuff all going well? Is it going what's, good? What's up? Yeah, I mean, we've got we've got plenty of plenty of things coming in i've got a couple of jobs cancelled this morning that involved mm. uh people traveling up from the south that's not going to happen so that's, no there's not going to be all. much traveling going on that's for sure um uh, but you know there's just there's there's work it's steady you know i've nothing really booked beyond march yeah, I mean, at this point but it didn't exist know. a year ago did it that, that no. business so you know steady is good steady freelance work plus you've got the day job so you know you're not hurting yeah. no that's I'm good not. That's good. And and have you uh, allocated? Don't you have like five bedrooms or something? Not so good. Well, three bedrooms and one room that is going to be my office. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So have you allocated? That's that's you know good. Yeah. Have you got a library room, an office room, a gaming room? Sue's got a gaming room. I mean, we absolutely could. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's nothing else to go into these spare bedrooms apart, apart from I've got a spare, I've got a double bed that'll go into one bedroom, and there's another room that's just basically left to be to be mm-hmm. to, to be confirmed. You know what that, mm-hmm. what that is. But um, at the minute, we're just gonna probably dump a whole bunch of junk on them and work it out yeah. from there. Yeah, I mean, we've been here since 1997, I think. And we have yet to unpack everything. I, I mean, there's, still, there's still a lot of stuff that's just 
piled up somewhere. It's like we should just throw this out at this point. There's no, it's never going on the wall or whatever it is. Never, it's never going to. My dad gave me an advertising sign a few years ago, and um, it's been sat because I haven't got round to screwing it into the wall yet. And he, every time he comes around, he says, "Can I just let me buy that sign back off you?" And I'm like, "Going, no, I'm keeping it. It's fine." <laughs> I gotta wait for him to give me a really good offer, and I'll buy. I'll sell it to him. Um, so I got nice new earbuds. Look, wee, nice new earbuds. I was supposed to get. Uh, so I have a really nice drawn by uh, by uh, one of my favorite artists, Jerry Paris, just right above my head there. Okay. Uh, and I was getting another commission from this from this year, but um, it has not arrived. It is nowhere near done. Um, it's a much more expensive commission, and it's a bigger job, and he hasn't. Come got it done but that's fine uh and but annette was buying it for my 51st birthday and so she was kind of going i don't know i haven't got a 51st birthday present for you and i'm going well you know don't worry about it whatever uh and she went okay well i've got a thing I, mean, I do have a thing for you i don't know if you like it and so she gave it to me and it's a ticket to see um bill bailey in 2002 <laughs> january 2002 she's optimistic so she says this was for next year <laughs> This was for your next year's birthday. Well, I thought I'd better give it to you this year. Yeah, 2022. 2022. 2022, I mean, 2022. Look, I said 20 years. What's 20 years between you and me? It's no time at all. So, so that, that was, just, was just buying you ticket stubs from gigs that you'd, had been, you'd been to in your no, youth? Just rubbing no, it in? in my youth. This is the really depressing thing, Scott. In, in 2002, I wasn't in my youth. <laughs> I was 32. <laughs> Still far removed from my youth. Now, PJ, what would you give to be thirty-two now? I'm not that fast. Thirty-two is all right. Okay, fifty-one. Fifty-one seems okay. It's it just it's it sounds incongruous when I say it. That's the problem. It just it doesn't rings fake to my ears when I go I'm fifty-one years old. But maybe that's why old people say their age all the time because they can't get over how weird it sounds to them. I'm ninety-seven. You know, it's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Ninety-seven. Would you believe it? can't believe it and you're going you're saying it out loud i go 51 that doesn't sound right that can't be right can't be 51 i don't that's like it's like hardly any gray hair what's going on although my beard's getting quite gray there i mean 50 i it was exciting when i turned 50 because i didn't have to pay my student loan back anymore that was a, that was a big exciting year for me so now i'm waiting to turn 65 when i get a bus pass which seems well, like a ridiculously I mean, long. I, I'm I'm just regretting not getting a mortgage twenty years ago because uh, yeah. Turn, turns out turns out uh, you know when you're my shape and size, life insurance is one of those things that they they really like to <laughs> stick it in and break it off. You know. Yeah. So that's Annette, because Annette's worked for a bank and and involved in things like life insurance and stuff. She's she's already said. See, as soon as our kids are like old enough, we're getting them life insurance. They can pay it for themselves. But they're getting because if they start it now when they're like eighteen, it'll be so cheap for them. Like in longer term, it'll be dirt yeah. cheap for their, all of their lives. I, uh, I wish someone to tell me that years ago. But yeah, know. well, I mean, I like my my thing was my parents didn't have a credit card. They didn't have a car. None of my parents had gone to university. So the fact of even doing that, no matter whether it was late or not, was all a big deal. They were not going to go. Here's the thing to do: you should get life insurance now when you're in your twenties. They didn't own a house either. Like, uh, so it was uh, it's kind of uh, all these things are first. I'm the first one to buy a house, first one um, to own, uh, have a credit card, and the first one to do all this. Uh, and it's like, and 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 they were all uphill struggles because there was no one standing there going, 
by the way, your next stage in your life here is to get one of these. You know, you get get this, get your insurance card, get this, get that. You know, whereas I'm kind of going to Nathan now. You're 16. We should maybe think about what we're what we're going to do about getting driving. What do you think? Uh, let's get that pension sorted out, Nathan. Yeah, let's get your pension sorted. Uh, the only problem is he's such a willful bugger. I don't know if he'd do anything, but anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. Right? I uh, I'm sorry, I have to cut it short, but I have to go and tuck my kids into bed. Well, my youngest one, my oldest one, will not go to bed for a long, long time. Um, do you have a pick of the week before we go? Super fast pickets of the week. Go. <laughs> no, I, I, I have one. Well, I say my one, and then okay. <laughs> uh, I've just finished a book called Peronisi. Peronisi is by the woman who wrote the. Um, Oh, what's it called? Nor Norval? No, the magical, the magical Norvell and Smith. What's it called? What's it called, Ron? I don't know. I haven't heard of this. It was a BBC TV show. That doesn't mean I've seen it. Well, you like TV. Um, uh, it's by Susanna Clark, who also wrote uh, uh, Jonathan Strange and Mister Norrell. Okay, Jonathan is, Strange. I know that. Yeah, yeah, Jonathan Strange and Mister Norrell, which was a, a TV show uh, from the BBC about three or four years ago. It's kind of a magical, like it's set in the seventeen hundreds or something, uh, and the idea that England used to be magical and is no longer magical, and until these two magicians sort of get together and like real proper magic, like turning things into birds and you know, like not magic tricks, but like you know, and then they end up going to fight. One of them goes off to fight in uh, in the Napoleonic Wars. But anyway, very good. Uh, and the book itself is a like a beast of a book. It's you know hundreds of pages, and there's massive digressions. And the footnotes are what really makes it kind of extraordinary. These big you know like page length footnote things. Um, but this book, Pernasi, is a a much. It's a shorter read. It's about two hundred, three hundred pages. I haven't read a book in a while. I, I keep chipping away at other books, and this one I kind of read very quickly. And it sort of starts off in this weird world where. Um, this guy, the narrator, is basically keeping his own diary, and the diary is one where uh, he he kind of narrates where he is, and he's in this strange world, which is sort of this labyrinth-like world filled with marble statues and rooms. And there seems to be thousands and thousands of these rooms linked together, and it's not here. I don't know where it is. We don't know where it is, and we don't know when it is, and it kind of slowly reveals where and when, when he actually is. Uh, and but it's really about a meditation. I think about acceptance of. I, now my feeling is it's acceptance of pain, um, and and what was interesting, I read a thing that said that she was seriously ill for quite a long time, and and I think it's about that. But but it's an interesting book. It's a, a fairly short read, and I'm, it's the first book I've read this year, which is woo, chalk one up for me. I've read a book. Well done. Do I have a pick? Do I have a pick of the week? Um, philosophy: declutter and buy yourself something nice. Okay. I I sold. Um, pretty much my entire toy collection. <gasps> um, including the Batman's, including the Batman's. <gasps> uh, Batman. How did you sell them? I sold them on eBay. Oh, if you told okay. me, I would have bought the 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 bat signal. Oh, really? I did, I I just assumed you had it. No, that's one thing I don't have. Mm, sorry about that. I didn't know. I got that. Um, I. That they went for a surprising amount of money. Um, what were they in boxes or out of boxes? Out of boxes, and they went for good money. Yeah, maybe I should just sell mine. Maybe maybe yeah. I just bought them all as an investment for like a, you know, a couple of years. Are you are you are you're still in boxes? 
Some of them are still aren't. Some of them are still aren't. Yeah, Nathan's, no, they went, Nathan's got a load of them still in boxes. I could always yeah, they suggest went for, to him they went, sell them for vinyl. They went for good what, money. What did you buy with your, uh, your good money? Well, I sold that. I sold my King of the Hill figures, which went for stupid money, which I've had since, I don't know, 2000, maybe. Um, uh, All my Star Wars figures that were all still in boxes, all that stuff. And I bought myself a brand new 4K projector. Oh, you got one? Uh, yeah, I did get one. Um, and me and Hannah have spent the last couple of nights watching films that we'd never seen before and that have had stunning 4K remasters done recently. Um, Give us a few names. Give us a few We, wa- uh, we watched um, Rear Window, Vertigo. Uh, the classics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rear Window's one of, my, one of my favorites. I love that movie. I'd never seen it before, and it's stunning. It's unbelievable. I loved it. Um, Orson Welles doesn't have great things to say about Rear Window. Should, should look I'm, it up. I'm, yeah, I'm sure there's a reference there that I'm not getting, but that's fine. No, no, no. He, he said I was reading not that long ago. I was reading an interview with him, and he was talking about Hitchcock, and they just slagging off Rear Window and slagging off Hitchcock. I don't think it's up to very much. Just no Citizen Kane. Uh, well, I've never seen that either. Um, oh, really? Yeah. You've never seen Citizen Kane? It is good. Um, it's the Citizen Kane of movies. <laughs> <laughs> so that uh, to catch a thief and uh, Sense and Sensibility. Oh, I watched Sense and Sensibility not long ago. I've I, I love that movie. I've never again. I'd never seen it before. I thought it was terrific, and the the 4K remaster is beautiful. I can see why it was nominated for best cinematography. Um. It's a it's a beautiful film, um, so yeah. But yeah, it was nice to declutter. That's the biggest. That ignoring all the um, the films and what I bought and whatever. It like it felt really good, and I'm still in the midst. I probably have a shit ton of books that are gonna go. Um, I definitely. Uh, I, I wanted. To, I was hoping to sell you all my graphic novels. So if you're getting rid of clutter, no, I'm getting rid. I'm getting rid. Um, I'm keeping some. I'm keeping some. Uh, what would you? What would you would call like uh, museum quality stuff? Hmm. But yeah, I'm. I'm gonna get rid of. I have a ton of graphic novels and stuff there that I've read, but I probably won't ever pick up again. And if I do want yeah. to, there are other ways to read them. Yeah. Um, I just don't. I want to declutter. I want to simplify. I want everything to be a bit more straightforward. Hmm. Um, so <laughs> that's at, my plan. Looks at own shelves and thinks, yes, yes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we, we've mm. bought some, you know, getting rid of the big bookshelf, bought a couple of small ones to kind of scatter around the house rather than having them all in one place. Um, and just in general, doing a bit of a, a declutter, which has been very nice for the start of the year. Okay. Ron? Well, I, I, I feel like I'm sitting here struggling to tell you as well, but I've just been off to my tits. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't found anything you'd like and I've found a lot of things to hate. So, um, I'm Pick just... of the week, Ron's tits. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. It, like, it is tough. I find it really, di- I find it really difficult to come and like, I most certainly did not want to do the podcast tonight. Um, God, I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I, it's just, I'm, it's, not, I'm cheery. I try and bring it. I try it's, and no, be, but maybe it's that's, not, am it's I exhausted? Is that what it is? Yeah, you're you're exhausted. I don't want to feel Fine, more I get tired. A lot. 
Um, <laughs> no, it's just like, what else is there to talk about apart from what's going on? And I don't want to talk any or, or think any more about what's going on. Like, well, I mean, it's, like it's kind of what, what fills up all of your, your waking time. And it's, um, it's pretty oppressive. I feel like uh, what you're really saying is you want to stop talking and thinking about things and actually do some things. You want to do some things. You want to go yeah, out I and do. do some stuff. And I, I get that. I get. I get that. I get. You want to get like look at a tree. Not necessarily wanting to get out. Like I don't. I don't. Like I'm not feeling like cabin fever. I'm lucky in that I still get to go to work. Um, during the day, I'm not in, kind of in a small cabin. To, in a small cabin, but I, at least I get um, a, a slight interaction with other people either through the 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 work phone system or you know a quick pass in the corridor with our masks mm. on um and have a uh, and a chat with them so i'm not feeling like cabin fever or anything like that it's just you know i don't know if it's the monotony of kind of just consuming comfort tv but then also like just doom scrolling on your phone and have you not? Is there not gonna, at some point have you not kind of gone? I I can be creating. I can be. Do, I can create something. Well, I can have, write something. It's time yeah, to sit we, and write. We have. I haven't. I haven't written anything. The, the the thing that me and my friend have have kind of cooked up, um, which I was meant to call you about today, but it was up to my up also up to my tits, um, has kind of been fulfilling that creative um, that creative hole. Um, which is good, but it's just kind of like, I don't know, there's just a bit of a, I think I'm just in a bit of a lull. Um, mm-hmm. I think I did pretty well in the first lockdown um, in terms of like mental health wise and like, I, you know, I, I, it was fine. Um, mm-hmm. Second time round, it feels like it's taken a bit of a, taken a bit of a toll. Um but just, but it, but in an odd way, it's I don't know. It's it's fatiguing. It's it's it feels mm. like a fatigue. No, it is. It is. It is. There's a kind of you've reached the point where you've gone. I've done everything I said I would do the first lockdown, or I've not <laughs> done the things I said I would do the first lockdown, and now we're in a second lockdown, and I know I'm not going to do those things anymore. I know I don't. Um, I know I've got all the time in the world to do things, but I know I'm not going to do them. So that's fine. Yeah. But um, so I can understand that. I mean, having said that, like there's people I talk to on the regular and despite the fact there's nothing to say, you still find stupid things to say. They're just not necessarily things you want to record for posterity. <laughs> Far too old to say on the regular. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 51, you know. Yeah. But look, let's, let's let BJ go on. Uh, the only thing I do on the regular at my age is chat to some friends. Yeah, he's not going to tuck himself, so you better go here, PJ, and then we'll wrap up here. Bye. See you later. Bye. 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 Goodbye.